And welcome back, everyone, to another audio adventure with the Recycle Corn Podcast. I am your host, Ben DeLeon, and joining me in studio is my new best friend. Introduce yourself. Well, hello, everybody out there in podcast land. My name is Christopher Fanning, also known as the Josh Zodiac. And uh, I'm happy to have you here, man. Like, we, uh, we just... You know, we knew each other for a while. Yes. We haven't really connected too much, but we started connecting through the uh, uh, all content entertainment. We True. do commentary together, um, which I say is highlight one of the highlights of my week um, when I, when we actually do it. Correct. Yeah, I love. I look forward to it every every other week too. When it's ready on time. Yeah, that, that's a whole other story. And and pe- something that people out there may not know is that, and I didn't even know that till you told me, is that. You and I went to the same high school. We were just two years apart from each other. Yeah. So when, when you told me that, I'm like, oh, wow. So we ha- have an even deeper connection than I thought. And the first time that we did, of course, the first time we did commentary together for all content, it just, it was instant. Yeah. Just the, the chemistry was there. We got rid of that, that dipshit Andrew Briggs. We got <laughs> rid of him because he was just dead weight anyway. But um, yeah, I'm happy to be here. This is my first time on a podcast, so... Be gentle. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, uh, you know, we really have no format. This is all just kind of, you know, it's just, we're, we're here just, just to chat, just to shoot the shit, chop it up, all the other, you know, um, generic phrases you want to throw in there. Um, just to get to know each other, you know, for the people to get to know you. I like having people on the podcast that I find fascinating, okay. that I think other people find fascinating too, that might not get a chance to tell their story. Okay. So... You know, um, do, do you want to do you want to drink? I'm 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 about to pour myself some Devil's River. Devil's River, the best bourbon in Texas. Unofficial sponsor of the Recycle Corn <laughs> Podcast. So yeah, hold on. Let me let me go grab that real quick. Sure. Keep All right. Well, he's up getting the uh, the bourbon. Um, I'm gonna say if you're gonna give me one of those, give me the one that doesn't have tequila in it. Or that splash of tequila, just because I have a story for that. If you have some, if not, don't worry about it. It'll be a dry day today. I do have Dr. Pepper. The only drink worth drinking in Texas besides Big Red and Sweet Tea, might I add. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Can you believe this stuff is so good. Someone took your bottle. Oh, here it is. It was right in front of you. <laughs> it, was, it was the, the label. The label threw you off. The label threw me off. There you go. Oh wow, look at that color. Dude, I thought pop- it, I thought it'd be a darker color, but it's more of a pop pop that cork and just smell it. Dude. Oh just, right, just, I just take yourself a whiff of oh, that deliciousness. The Irish in me is very happy right now, <laughs> and the Native American. Ooh, it has a. It smells a little bit like Crown, but not quite Crown. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's um, it's really good stuff, man. And like I said, you're you're more than welcome to to get yourself some. 
I wouldn't use those shot glasses there because they've been there for a minute. <laughs> oh, I don't give a shit, dude. I used to be in the military. Come on, I've seen worse, and I've <laughs> probably done worse too. Right, your uh, your all your shots are up to date, whether you want as, to as far be, as you know, <laughs> as as much as you want it to be. Not. Hand me one down there. Um, you see the the little shot glass holder. Yep. It's been a, it's been a while since I've had a shot on uh, on air on air, so. Yeah. I got me uh, a Coca-Cola chaser. All right. Fair enough. I like that. Just because uh, I'm a huge pussy when it comes to straight liquor. So. Well, to be fair, once I got out of the military, I stopped drinking hard liquor for the most part. Yeah. I just stick to beer. And yes, I do like Bud Light. Anybody who says it's gay is a fucking idiot. I like Bud Light. Less of a hangover the next day if I drink too much of it. Well, I mean, if you wanted water, I could have brought you some water. Well, no, that, that's, that, no, that's a white claw. That's a white claw. I uh, have no respect for people who drink white claws. My my, bu- my buddy, um, we were at the bar one time, and he was freaking wasted. Mm. So I told him, hey, I need you to uh, calm it down a bit. You know, like, you're uh, getting a little far out of control. Like, he's like, well, what do I do? He's like, just drink water. He's like, all right, cool. So I catch him at the bar later on with the fucking Dos Equis. I'm like, what are you doing? I thought we said we were just going to drink water. He goes, well, it's basically just water. Oh, God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> he's, freaking, uh, he's not wrong. Yeah, he, I mean. Beer he, is mostly water anyway. Drunk, uh, uh, was it a drunk logic? Yeah. Cheers, man. Cheers. Salute. Oh, yeah. Not bad. To tell me that stuff's not delicious. Ooh. I mean, it's not Irish whiskey, but it's zoo. <laughs> that, well, is, that is my horrible attempt at an Irish accent. <laughs> Even though I am Irish, I can't talk like one. No, I get it because I'm, I'm, you know, technically my descendants are from Mexico, but I can't speak Spanish. That's funny. My ex-wife couldn't speak Spanish either. They used to call her a coconut. It was yeah, that, freaking hilarious. I, I get called that too, and it's like I don't mind. Coconuts are delicious. Not everybody likes them though. They're kind of flaky. They kind of well, those people don't matter. <laughs> very, very good point. That is a very good point. Like I'm not trying to mix words here. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. And you know, just not everybody has good taste. And it's funny when I was a kid, my grandmother, my mima, would make for our birthdays. And holidays would make a you know a homemade cake, and Easter, she was so creative. She would make an East Easter basket cake that had the frosting, the green frosting, that looked like a basket. Mm-hmm. And on top of it, she would uh, dye um, coconut flakes green to look like grass, and she would put like chocolate, the little chocolate uh, balls that you know, like the little chocolate eggs on there. Yeah, my brothers cannot stand coconut <laughs> so pretty much as a between the ages of 5 to 18 when I finally moved out every time we had that cake I got to eat most of it because I was the only one that liked coconut nice yeah. Yeah, well, you, hey. but that's back when I ran Better, 4 miles a day yeah and, I was say back when our metabolisms could burn that stuff off like it was nothing I could eat a whole pizza and not break a sweat now I look at a pizza and I gain 20 pounds <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. I, when you know, I was in the I was in the army in uh, during AIT. I was that freaking asshole that was like waiting in line for chow, and I would just like drop and do ten push-ups real quick and then get <laughs> up and like, you know. So you look at me now and you're like, "There's no way," you know. But back then I was like 100, 
maybe 55, 65 pounds. Yeah. All I did was just work out and mm -hmm. train or spar or whatever, you know, we were just constantly, we had nothing to do. So all I did was, just, like I said, was work on my body. And um, I guess maybe that's, that's why now I'm just kind of like, I'm over it. You know, like I did my part, like, leave me alone. <laughs> and it's funny when I joined the Navy back in 88, um, I, I weighed maybe 160 mm -hmm. and I'm 6'5". So you do the ratio, it's, I was super thin, right. just didn't gain any muscle. I get to boot camp, two and a half months. I went from 160 to almost 180, and it was all oh, muscle. Yeah, just muscle. And I lost like two inches in my waist. I had to get refitted for all of my pants for my <laughs> uniforms, which pissed off a lot. Like, what, 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 why'd you lose weight? I'm like, I don't know. It's just you, it's your fault. I bl yeah. put the blame on you. You it's made a, me work out every day. It's the saltpeter <laughs> you put in the victory punch. But yeah, I gained <laughs> I, I gained 20, 20 pounds of muscle, which I need because my body my body was very very thin, very. Mm -hmm. It looked like I was anorexic, even yeah. though I wasn't, and it was just my, my my metabolism was just yeah, just like it was like Kryptonian level type of metabolism, <laughs> you know. And then when I joined the Navy and, started, and I, I found a weight room, I got up to two twenty mm -hmm. was my the, the weight that I was when I got out was two twenty, but it was lean cut. Yeah, I didn't have the six pack; I had the eight pack. Yeah. yeah, I look like Finn Balor, but <laughs> a little bit taller. <laughs> so, which made my ex-wife very happy. She yeah, was, I could imagine. Yeah, she's like, oh, I love your abs. I'm like, well. She's like, babe, come over here. I need to do laundry. And then on the washboard Yeah, abs. there you go. See? <laughs> but I also had, the, if you've seen Van Wilder mm -hmm. with uh, Ryan Reynolds, he had those. I'm familiar. Those muscles on the side <laughs> of his hips. Yeah. I had those. And women fucking love those. Yeah. See, my wife's all, you know, why can't, uh, why can't I get back to that? I'm all like. If I was to work out, do you realize how much sexier I'd be? I was like, and I don't know if I could handle that that much power. <laughs> it's like, you know, like you you go from, you know, having just a few women who are competition to not mm -hmm. everyone's competition yep. for me. And I just I just don't know if I could deal with that. I don't know if I could take the temptation. <laughs> man, people probably be like, man, this guy's a dick. <laughs> it's funny because Daniel Tosh talks about that in one of his comedy specials. Like he's talking to his girlfriend, like. How could you go with a girl like that? Like, you know, it's not just me versus her. It's you versus every girl. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, wow. I don't know. How has this dude got a girlfriend? Because he's it's such like, a you, you're, you're a mighty Spartan warrior. warrior and there's all you, these Persian, Persian whores. <laughs> trying to kill you. I love that you know that. <laughs> that is so awesome. <laughs> I love Daniel Tosh. Um, <laughs> one of his, okay, one of his, uh, um, you know, the web redemptions and all mm -hmm. that stuff. Uh, one of the first ones was, you know, that what, what in the butt. Oh, the what, what in the butt. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So we were, we were talking about, um, you know, th that whole situation, whatever with him, excuse me. And my wife wound up getting something, um, some kind of growth on her rear end. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we had a, we had a, I had to take her to the emergency room because we weren't sure what it was. I don't know if it was a spider bite or something like that. It just it just looked, um, it was painful to her. It looked bad, so I was like, "We got to get it looked at because I can't, yeah, you know, take a chance of anything happening to her." Mm -hmm. And uh, so she's getting dressed, and as she's getting dressed, I put on the what what the what. She's like, "Really? Are you seriously putting that on?" <laughs> I was like, "Well, we need to find out what it is." 
See, and that's the kind of shit I used to do to my ex-wife, but the only difference was she didn't laugh. She thought it was annoying. Oh, like, yeah. No, like, no, don't get me wrong. She thinks I'm annoying as fuck. But, oh, no. This, this, my ex-wife, polar opposite of what I was. She, I would be funny and try to... I tried to... I put... Uh, when I came home from deployment back in uh, 2003, because we played practical jokes on the ship. I don't know mm-hmm. how it was in the Army, but maybe we, we played jokes on each other all the time. Just because you're deployed, you're away from your family. You're in, like, you know, in this tight... You're you're on you're on an aircraft carrier, which you have really nowhere to go. There's right. limited space, and so you pull pranks on each other just to pass the time and to keep your sanity. Because it can be, when you're working 18, 20 hour days underway, it can be annoying. It yeah, can be I, monotonous. It can it can drive a, a normal person crazy. So when I got home, I'm like, I'm gonna pull a prank on my ex-wife. <laughs> so I put um, saran wrap on the toilet because I knew every night she got up in the middle of the night to take a piss. Whatever. So I put it on there. And I walked away. Went to bed. About three in the morning, she wakes up and she nudges me. She's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm like, all right, whatever. Do your thing. And I'm glad she woke me up because I got to hear what happened. Now, she takes a piss. And then I hear her go, you mother. And then, wham. I'm like, oh, well, that wasn't good. I get up. She fucking ribcades the side of the toilet or the side of the uh, bathtub. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. So I took her to the hospital. But it's a blessing in disguise because when I took when we took her to the hospital, we found out she was pregnant with our daughter. Oh shit. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess that was a she's like, I'm not gonna let you live it down. I'm like, you'll forget after a week. Yeah. <laughs> she, and she hasn't remembered since. And she's, yeah. Like, remember that time you cracked your ribs and until, until she hears this podcast? <laughs> oh, I, I'm gonna make sure she don't hear it because you know that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, is it? Uh, I, I I learned my lesson when it comes to playing pranks on the wives. Um, the the first wife, she wasn't very you know. I'm very playful, you know. I'm mm. very you know. I have that 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 kind of chaotic, you know, youthful energy. Yeah. That I hope I never lose because if I become, you know, somebody like that, I, that's not somebody I want to be. Yeah. So I want to, you know, always be, you know, happy and, and especially around the people that I love. Of course. But the ex, you just couldn't deal with it. So eventually, you know, that kind of, that part of me kind of, you know, started getting very weak and, yeah. you know, starting to die and that kind of made me sad, and that kind of led to, you know, depression and a whole bunch of other, like, issues that we won't really get into right now. Of course. But, so when I got with her, um, you know, with Sandra, mm-hmm. which, you know, I don't, I'm sure, you, you know, you've listened to the previous episode. She was mm-hmm. my girlfriend back in high school. Yeah, yeah. Um, broke, she broke up with me after a day. <laughs> and then. We, so y'all went around. <laughs> in more ways than one. That's, that, that's, that's the whole moody uh, West Side thing. Yeah. You want to go around? Oh, I'm breaking up with you after one day. She, uh, um, I think I, I, I don't remember how it was that I asked her. I think I just told her like, "So you're my girlfriend now, right?" And she just like, Fuck. "Yeah." And Dude. then the next day, she she didn't even break up with me. Like, she left me a note. You know what I mean, it's kind of like <laughs> she left being you, broken up through text. She broke up with you through text before text. That is awesome. Oh my god, wifey sauce is on point with that. Dude, That's she was, awesome. She was a fucking savage, dude. But we would still, you know. It didn't really stop us from, you know, being a couple. You know, people still knew that, you know, I was all about her and I was crazy about her mm-hmm. and stuff. So um, we 
when we started living together, whatever, mm. she played a prank on me first. And I think what it was was just hiding behind the door and scaring uh, me. Yeah, basically. That kind yeah. of stuff. So I was like, oh, okay, so we can play pranks now, you know? So it was like, all right. So um, one day I got one of those uh, um, rubber roaches. Oh, no. And <laughs> Oh, no. Oh. I, <laughs> oh, boy. And they look very real. They do. Like, they really glance, do. Especially if it's dark. Mm-hmm. They look very real. So... I remember, and I was waiting for the perfect time because we were staying in an apartment at the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the roaches used to get in from the outside because the screen door wasn't um, very, um, like, level, whatever. So one end was, was up where you could actually see out the light outside and all that stuff. Yeah. So every now and then, a really big roach would come in and I'd have to kill it or whatever. Yeah, happens. So, so I remember one time I killed it. I killed the roach and I went into the kitchen and I pocketed that, that rubber roach. <sighs> Oh and boy. so I went to go pick it up like I was going to throw it away. And I was all like, that actually doesn't look too bad. And I fucking popped it in my mouth. And she was just like, oh, my God, you did it. And I was all like, <laughs> I was all like, I'm just kidding. And so I spit it out. And then I went up to her like I was going to kiss her. And she was like, <laughs> uh, 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 get away from me. I can't believe you did that. And like, oh, that is too funny. So then, you know, when I when I finally told her, like, you know, it's, it's not real. Man, she's all like. She's like, she's like, you're lucky you're so far away or I would kick you in the chest right now. <laughs> Fuck. Like a teep kick in the chest. So but see, like, it's good that you have a relationship where you can do, and, you know, you go back to, and I've only been married once. I don't, you've been married, what, twice? Okay, so you went back for seconds. Well, Sandra. But Sandra's different, though. Yeah, so, yeah she, I get she's, that. she's different because I wouldn't, like, I would be single right now if it wasn't for her. Like I said, if anything, God forbid, if anything happens to us. I'm not getting with nobody. That that's it. Yeah, I'm yeah, I get that. Relationships. See, my my ex-wife was a wet blanket. Just you know, you couldn't. I couldn't be who I wanted to be. Same your situation with your first wife. I couldn't be. Uh, you've been around me enough to know. I crack jokes. I try to be funny. Yeah. I don't always succeed, but <laughs> I fucking try. I really do. And I can accredit that to the friends I grew up with in high school because they used to crack on me and. By necessity, yeah, you, you had learn. To, you had to you hold learn. your own, or yeah. else you would get you would get destroyed. And they used to eat me alive. And then finally, one day, I cracked. I don't remember what the situation was, but I threw a joke. It's like, it was like in uh, Goodfellas when mm-hmm. Spider says "fuck you" yeah. to uh, out the uh, Joe, Joe Pesci. Yeah, it was like that. And people were like, "Where the fuck did that come from?" So, with my ex-wife, I couldn't do any of that. And then now the girl I'm talking to now, who I've I've known since I was a teenager, we've had an on-again, off-again relationship, but, you know, timing just wasn't there. But she and I are into the same things that we can joke with each other in a nerdy way. Yeah, we that, can, that always helps. We can do the Star Wars shit. We can do the Star Trek stuff. She's into that Lord of the Rings stuff. That's just a little too nerdy for me. <laughs> That's just... Uh, I, I, when, when trees start walking in a movie, I'm done. I'm over Those aren't it. trees. Those are ants. Sorry. Whatever. They're, they're <laughs> fucking trees. They're fucking trees. You know, and even Harry Potter, I uh, was going through some of my stuff yesterday because I'm getting ready for my move. All right. And I was going through my, some of the boxes I have in the attic, and I found, I forgot I had in a box, in a, a little um, little box, it was uh, the Harry Potter Elder Wand. Oh, really? It, and I bought it off of Amazon like a year and a half ago, and I put it away, and I forgot. I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm like, hey, I took a picture. Guess what I have? And she's like, 
oh my god, you're the most powerful. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, this this is why we are talking right now because this is awesome. And you're like, Akio bum. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if I could do that, about a cadaver ex-wife, you know. <laughs> have you ever have you ever seen those uh, that cartoon on YouTube? Which one? The uh, the perverted uh, Ron Weasley. No, I have not. You have it? No. Okay, check it out. I'll bring it up. Real quick. Okay, cool. Let me, let me pause this. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so if, if everyone wants to, uh, uh, or if anyone wants to follow along, just type in, go to YouTube, type in Harry Potter parody. And look up oh, Wingardium Leviosa. It's and it's Lin from Oni NG. So remember, children, it's Wingardium Leviosa. Swish and flick. Oh, oh God. Wingardium Leviosa. Stop it, Ron. Oh, my Stop. God. <laughs> Wingardium Leviosa. Stop. Shit. Ronald Weasley. It's Leviosa. Oh, Leviosa. <laughs> Stop. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you know, the, the, the problem that I always had with Harry Potter, and it's, it, it, it's very similar to Star Wars in very many ways, and I will not go into that, but why the fuck did Hermione end up with fucking Ron? Seriously. I don't know. I think she should have wound up with Harry. I thought that but they it's were going to do that. Though, that's yeah, why. I think they were going to do that during the movie. Um, like I was like, oh, when they're dancing together and all yeah. that shit, I was like, oh shit, they're going to change it up, and Harry's going to wind up with nope. But um, there's a comedian who talks about how J.K. Rowling made Star Wars with shitty lightsabers. Yeah, and yeah. he talks about how you have the young boy who has magical powers. And is dropped off with his aunt and uncle. Yeah, it's the same fucking thing. It's the thing. same. I'm like, dude, it's the same thing. It's yeah. just with oh, magic wands. Only cartoons, yay. Today, children, we'll be learning the summoning spell, Accio. One of the oldest spells in history. Simply say Accio, followed by whatever it is your heart desires. Oh, oh, and don't forget to swish and flick the shit out of your wand. <laughs> oh, Akio Bob. Run, stop! <laughs> Fuck! Akio oh, Bob. Stop it, God, <laughs> oh shit! You're the chosen one. But Ron, what if I can't get it up? I'm so nervous. Oh God, you love your soul. Oh my God! <laughs> what do you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Now, Neville, but still very good. Ten points to Gryffindor. Oh, Hara, don't stop. Mm. Wow. <laughs> so this is something to kill your uh, childhood. <laughs> well, no, see, that's a, that's funny you say that because Harry Potter came out in '97. The, well, fir I the first the people book. listening. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. If you if, you, if you're a, a, a if you're a, if you're a Harry Potter if you're a younger millennial or a Gen Xer, we apologize. <laughs> I know. We really don't. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong though. I love Harry Potter. Like I've I've listened to the audiobooks, um, you know, the the unabridged. Yeah. And they're so much better. You know what I mean? Th so that's how I before the Half Blood Prince came out, I got legally, quotation marks, I got all of the audiobooks and I this is back when I was working a security job and it was boring, it was monotonous, I didn't do anything. So I put on the Bluetooth speaker 
the audiobooks, and I went through all seven of them yeah. within a month, eight at least. And then I watched the movies. Yeah. And I'd always thought it was, for the most part, sometimes the movie is not as good as the book. A good example of that would be like Christine from Stephen right. King or even It. It is so demonic and fucked up. Yeah, the, that the actual the, the actual book is fucked up. Like, for those that don't know, in the book, when um, when they defeat it the first time, when they defeat Pennywise the first time, when they're teenagers, they have a fucking orgy, <laughs> and the little girl gets gang banged by all the boys. That's in the fucking book. My mom would not let me read that till I was 17 just because of that one chapter. Well, how did she know about it? Because she read it. <laughs> my, my mom was a huge Stephen King fan. Like she had all of the books. She had Cujo, Christine, yeah. Salem's Lot. Um, I have a question about Christine. Okay. What was it that animated the car? What you was know, I don't. I heard y'all talking about that on an earlier podcast. I honestly do not remember why. My theory is that it could have been a girlfriend that he had who was named Christine, the the original owner, mm -hmm. and then she possessed the car, and then I, you know, that's just a theory that but I you, have. Even when I Google it, like it doesn't the, say anything. It doesn't say anything. Like I want to know why the car is how it is. Maybe like, it's just left for left up for interpretation that you can just make up your own story. I about guess that. so. Which, I mean, which makes it more demonic. Yeah, I you mean, know? Do you, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say that, but it's like. You know, at the end, you know, they, they crush the car and, you know... The, the radio still turns yeah, on. Yeah, it still turns on. So it kind of leaves it open to, like, there's going to be a sequel. But there hasn't been. No, and there won't be because Stephen King <clears throat> doesn't do sequels. And, well, I take that back. He did do... Um, I think Doctor Sleep is a sequel to uh, The Shining. Is it? I well, think, maybe because it's I don't a different know. name. I don't remember. But I do know Stephen King is a one-and-done kind of guy. And... For, you know, also for people that don't know, before Stephen King became Stephen King, he went by the pen name John Bachman, and he wrote other stories like The Running Man, which became a movie, yeah. Stand by Me, which is one of my all-time favorite movies of all time. He did those those particular, and they were short stories. They weren't full-on novels like Christine right. or Cujo, which is another one of my. I love that movie, a demonic dog and. Your mom, the mom, and the kid are in the car. Like, I don't know what to do. It's so cute, but it's so evil. Yeah. You know, it's just, and I'm not a, I'm not a fan of horror. But these aren't horror. These are suspense. These are, they, they you know, yeah, it's, it's it's not. They're not gory in yeah. any way. Well, I mean, I guess it's you know, it's it's one of the, you know, how, how the the Venn diagram, whatever. How mm -hmm. they a little bit of this, a little bit of this, and then it's what you it's what, what you what interpret. Is, yeah. yeah. Is there in the middle? So some people consider it core. Some people consider it suspense. Other people, you know, consider it as just no. I consider some people consider it documentary. <laughs> well, see, I consider things like Friday the Thirteenth or um, anything of the horror genre. Those are gory and horror. Christine, uh, even it. I don't really consider those horror. Those are just suspense. Like something happens around the corner. Yeah, you have that in horror, but usually. In a horror movie, and again, I've only seen a handful of them. Not, a, you know, sometimes when around the corner there's Jason with a machete cutting her head off. Right. You don't have that in the Stephen King books. It's just, oh, this is adding on to the plot. Right. And like I said, I've read quite a few of them. Of course, I was a teenager when I read them, so I've kind of forgotten a lot. But then again, I also read the uh, 
the Star Wars Thrawn trilogy as a teenager too, and I data dumped a lot of that. But that's those are some really good books. Um, Whole different topic. Speaking of Star Wars, have you read the Darth Bane books? No, I have not. I the only books I've read were the the Thrawn trilogy. You 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 need to read the the the, the Darth Bane books. Darth Bane and then uh, Darth Plagueis. Those books are freaking incredible. Like especially the Bane books because it starts you know it talks about how Bane started the rule of two and yep. all. It's considered non-canon now. Yeah. But when you read the books, especially like the first one how he became who he is mm -hmm. like i said that book actually helped me through my divorce in really in uh um as far as changing my views to like the long view mm -hmm. and how subtle machinations can end at a certain you know yeah. um, desired <laughs> result yeah i got you and um i was able to do some i'm not exactly proud of now but things that I set in motion that couldn't be undone um happened and it um you know i was i was very much hurt at the time and then after i was you know overall over it basically like there, yeah. there like i said there's things there that i couldn't stop and uh but yeah i it was all because of the you know and people under underestimate sci-fi when it comes to like self-help and all this shit. But well, that, well, that see, helped me out. Like a, I have to lot. correct you there. Star Wars is not sci-fi; it's science fantasy. Star Trek is sci-fi. Whatever. Whatever. I know. There's, I, there's uh, just a couple letters. Let me pull out my <laughs> pull out my nerd card. There. But no, I get that. When you you know, I've gone through a divorce as well, and I don't know the circumstances of yours, but with mine, it was I was being traded in for a younger guy, a much younger guy, and I was so vindictive i was so rejected that i did things i didn't think were possible that i regret doing them now but maybe we can talk about that a different podcast yeah. but but for the but i did things that i'm like looking back now i'm like what the hell were you thinking man you know yeah i was in a dark place but at the same time you know it, you do some dumb shit when you're in a really when you're when you're hurt. Yeah, you so won't do some dumb shit. Yeah, so when you're hurt, it 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 um it makes you do you know some things that you may not do when you're in, in a better state of mind. <laughs> agreed. And I, I mean, I've been through breakups in my, in my life, but a divorce that is a whole lot different breakup. And people that have never been married, like, oh, it's just. It would tell me, oh, well, they would try to talk me down. I'm like, you don't know what the fuck I'm going through. You have no idea that I have I have committed myself to this person, did vows for till death do us part. And, you know, quoting on Lance Morissette's song, you're still alive, so why the fuck are we breaking up, you know? Yeah. Um. No, I get it. Like I said, when I was, when I was uh, uh, with my ex, I didn't want... I knew I knew things were were headed the way of us getting you know getting to divorce, mm -hmm. but I didn't want it to happen. So I guess I held on longer than I probably should have. But I wanted I wanted proof. I wanted irrefutable proof that she was doing what she was doing because yeah. I didn't want people saying you walked out on her when she was. Um, when, when when she needed you the most you know like yeah. like i didn't i didn't want people to say like you know 
you're 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 one of those guys, whatever. So yeah, I get that. So I had to wait. I had to wait until I got irrefutable proof that she was doing what she was doing mm-hmm. because she was so good at um, gaslighting and manipulating the truth mm-hmm. and, you know, making things sound believable that shouldn't have been believable. Yeah. To where. Um, like I said, when I finally, you know, br- broke the story. Mm, yeah. <laughs> There, there's no way that she could she could um, deny it, you know. Yeah. So it 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 went way different than I thought it would. Yeah. Because like everybody distanced themselves from her. Oh yeah. Her friends, her family, like kids, like everything. I'm glad she's getting all of that stuff back. Yeah. Um, because that was never my intent. My mm-hmm. intent was just to like, hey, this is why we're breaking up. Yeah. Not don't hang out because I tell people all the time if you want to hang out with her go hang out with her I have nothing yeah. you know nothing but but positive things to say about this woman even though she did what she did mm-hmm. and I'm I'm upset by it I don't want negative things to happen to her yeah and um, you know people are like well you're a better man than me and like this I don't, I don't look at it like that I look at it as just you know I was hurt and I want her to be happy because I truly did love her. Mm-hmm. And if that means she's happy with somebody else besides me, then okay. And see, that's part of growing out of a relationship is that when you finally get to that place where you're like, you know what? Because even in mine, I'm like, you know, I was not the perfect husband. I And I can admit that. I can admit that now. But, you know, it's like, how do you tell them? Like, look, I fucked up. I made some mistakes. But you did too. So we both need to find common ground. Yeah. For at least be be uh, um, civil, civil, each other. yeah. But sometimes you marry a woman who told you on the not on the first day, but said, "Oh, if we ever if we ever break up, we can never be friends." That should have been a huge red flag on my part. That, but then again, you know, when you go into a relationship, you're not going into a break to break up with yeah. it. You're going into it to make it last as long as you possibly can. Well, like that was one of the things that I do that I do talk about with people is like. You know, when when and if we're talking about relationships and all this stuff, and I'll tell people, like, I I will very rarely be friends with my ex. Like, mm-hmm. the only one that I was actually friends with was Sandra. Mm-hmm. You know, even, this is, of course, before we got back together. But for the most part, I'm like, okay, they're my ex for a reason. Like, I don't need to, like, I can be civil with them, but I don't need to be their friend. You know what I mean? Like... If, if if we were still, like, had that relationship, then we never, like, I never, if I could look at him as anything but as a potential partner, yeah. then we wouldn't have got together in to begin with. Yeah. Because I saw him as a partner, um, I can never go back to seeing him just as a friend. Yeah. It's always, there's always going to be, <clears throat> it may be varying levels, but there's mm-hmm. always going to be that, you know, you know, I, I don't know what you would call it kind of attraction possessiveness or whatever well, I, I don't know I don't know how to explain it because it's yeah. like a, I guess a, a longing or or, or a, what like a, a, a regret or something yeah. like well you know I don't I don't regret the relationship that I have with my ex-wife I regret the road that we went down because when we were we were married we got married before I deployed in 2003 we got married December 2002 I deployed, came back, 
Um, she got pregnant with our daughter in December, which, you know, she, my daughter's a deployment baby. She got, we got pregnant with her right after deployment <laughs> and she was born in August of 04. And I, at that point I'd been in the Navy for about six years and I was debating if I wanted to keep going or if I wanted to get out. Cause I, the, the rate that I was in was starting to get smaller and smaller, which yeah. made promotions harder and harder. And I just wasn't getting there. And finally, I'm like, you know what? I need to accept the fact that I'm not going to be able to re-enlist because how your tenure came into play. Yeah. And you know exactly what that yeah. is. But with how your tenure came, you know, some perks. I'm like, well, the hell with it. I'll just take the the, uh, the severance pay and I'll get the fuck out. I'm okay with that. But when I went home and told my now ex-wife that, hey, um, in a year and some change, I'll be getting out of the Navy because this is not going to happen. Her attitude and demeanor changed 180, which told me that maybe she's only with me because I was in the military. And she hit it so well that I didn't see it. And I'm pretty good about catching stuff like that. And then we moved back here to Corpus and we were living together for maybe a year before she went, no, nah, I can't do this. You need to get the fuck out. Like, oh, okay. And then we were separated from, let's see. 07 up until 2014 when she finally signed the divorce papers because I, I had told her I'm willing to work it out you know I genuinely give a shit about you I love you I want to be with you but if you want it you're paying for it I'm not I will not give up on this relationship meanwhile she's having fun with this 24 year old guy that I found out later on wasn't him she was being catfished yeah so she pretty much broke up with me for a dude she never met before. Was planning on moving to Vegas to be with him. And I'm like, over my dead body, you ain't taking my daughter with you. You don't know who the fuck that dude is. Yeah. She, she was she was singing with her loins, not with her mind, yeah. which would be a first for her. Because she was very reserved. And I get a phone call like six months after the, the divorce is final telling me, oh, my God. Because she showed me a picture of the guy. And I'm like, there's no way that's him. Because they met on a game called World of Warcraft. Yeah. I'm sure you've heard of it. And I'm like, there's no way that's him. He's like, what do you mean? I said, he lives in a gym. There's no way this dude plays World of I know guys that play WoW. And they don't look anything like that. They, yeah. These guys are big old. They're bigger than I am. And um, she's like, oh, you're just jealous because you don't look like that anymore. I'm like, oh, so that's what this is about. Okay, that's fine. And like I said, she got catfish. And she was like, well, can we get back together? I'm like, fuck no. Gibbs rule number one, never did an ex. She broke up for a reason. Yeah. That's a rule that I've had for a long time. And now, because of that, I'm an asshole. Because I yeah. wouldn't give her what she wanted. Now, see, I got told that uh, um, uh, she blames me for us not being together. Because... It's always the guy's fault. She goes, if you really love me, like you would still, no matter what, you would have been with me. Oh I'm like, so you expected me to just like deal with the cheating and the lying and oh my God. all this and... Like I was just supposed to like what bend over and take it like mm. like like that's not how that's not how relationships work mm -mm. you know like, not even a little bit and like like what I was supposed to do like make sure his fucking balls were clean while they're slapping against your <laughs> ass like like what was I supposed to do seriously yeah you know what I mean like so that's why you know I have a real thing about about cheating about cheaters you know mm -hmm. like if I if I have a friend who's cheating on his wife like I lose a lot of respect for that dude. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I still respect the code. I'm not gonna freaking go, you know, telling, <laughs> you know, but 
I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be happy about it. Now I've had a friend who, uh, a female friend who was cheating on her boyfriend, you know, and I told her some shit, you know, yeah. like I was very disappointed in her and, and all this. And I was like, you know, I expected better from her. Like, mm, yeah. like not, cause not only because, you know, um, this is her first real, it was her first real boyfriend at the time, but, um, she's, you know, real big in the church and into, Which you, you know, would think that would transfer yeah. over to the relationship, but apparently not. No. And, and it's weird though, because like my ex, you know, uh, she, she leaned heavily into the church when, when things were going, um, you know, the way they were, mm-hmm. um, you know, once I left, she, she was telling me, you know, God can fix our relationship. And I'm like, how, how exactly? I was like, you know, like, t- t- tell me how God can fix our relationship. Yeah. She was like, well, you know, God's all powerful. God can do this and do that. I was like, okay, well, I was like, I tell you what, when God can make you unfucked by another man. <laughs> fuck. Um, wow. Let me know. I was yeah. like, um, but until then, we're going to keep going forward with this divorce mm-hmm. and yeah. all this. And then she was all like, yeah, I can still be a good wife for you. I was like, how? Like, and like, I'm not even trying to be mean. I'm trying to understand her logic. Yeah. It's like, how? Because I know myself. Mm-hmm. I know that I will never, once that trust is broken, I'll never let, yeah. let it go. I mean, I, you can, you, I can forgive, but I won't forget. Right. And then there's a, he, well, why not? Why can't you forget? I'm like, because how do I know you're not going to do it again? Yeah, exactly. Like, That's always going to be in the back of my mind. So for me, like, I, I and I told her one time, because she's like, I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you. So I said, fine, whatever. So I, I told her, we're meeting up in somewhere public because I yeah. don't want her saying, you know, um, the way she was, she was very good at uh, uh, manipulating. Like, she tried to get me killed by cop. Know what I mean? Saying I pulled a gun on her. Whoa. Yeah, so she called him up and said, like, hey, he's got a gun and all this stuff and whatever. <clears throat> so when I heard her making that phone call, I went and I did have a gun, but it was in my bag at the time. Yeah. So I did have a gun. So what I did is I field stripped it. I took all of the, the bullets out of the magazines. Yep. And this is, I was already packing, right? So I had one bag full of clothes, the, 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 uh, slide for the gun was under there. Another bag full of clothes. The the frame of the gun was under there, and then the bullets were in a different bag. And yeah. all this stuff. So I was like, I am not getting killed for this woman. See, I, I don't I don't get that vindictiveness of a woman. You're you're the one doing all the wrongdoing, but yet you want to get revenge on me because yeah. I'm actually following through. I've never understood that, and it just <sighs> and and I'm not trying to please. Like if y'all are listening. I'm not trying to bash on women. No, of course not. We love I am women. talking about one particular woman at one particular time. And as far as I'm concerned, it's in the past. It's done. Um, talking about it does bring back emotions. That's why you'll hear things in my voice. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when, when, when things are said and done, I want nothing but the best for her. Honestly, I want her to be happy. I want her to be successful. I never have. I never want her to want for anything. I want her to live a long and happy life, yeah. truly. And I and I put my, you know, put my word on that. Like, trust me, I have no ill will towards this woman. However, <laughs> however, that doesn't change the details of the story of my experience going through this certain event. So you know, again, I'm not trying to bash anybody. So please, if you know who I'm talking about, don't mention any names. Don't tag anybody. Don't send this. You know, just 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 accept the story for what it is. This is just something that happened in my past, and I'm talking to somebody about it. 
That's it. And a little disclaimer on that too. I'm sure there are women that are listening that have the same stories about an ex that they went through. And oh yeah, yeah men it, are men are trash. It goes both <laughs> ways. It really does go both ways. It's just and I have to ask you this: Did your did your ex wife ever, ever pull a knife on you? Uh, yes. Really? Yeah, and she kicked me in the butthole once. <laughs> Fuck. Like not even in the ass, like in the meat of the ass. She oh, kicked God. me in the butthole. Ow. With steel toes. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, you know when they show the cartoons and somebody gets smacked on the ass with, like, a board or something? Yeah. They stand on their toes and they're mm-hmm. doing that. I was doing that. Oh, that, that'll make you pucker <laughs> up real quick. No, I came home from work one day in the Navy, and I was still in uniform. I put my backpack on the kitchen table, and I saw she was in the kitchen, which was rare because she couldn't cook for shit, which is another story in itself. Because <laughs> my ex-wife was half Hispanic, half Italian. Oh wow! You would think that, that's a leg, that's a dynasty, right? You would think a cooking dynasty that I would be eating enchiladas and spaghetti and pizzas all the time. Fuck no! That fucking bitch couldn't cook to save her fucking life. I'm be, thankful. Hey, my... be nice. Oh, sorry. She's a really nice woman when she wants to be. <laughs> this public service announcement brought to you by the Recycle Corn Podcast. No. <laughs> She couldn't cook for shit, and I'm thankful that my mother taught me how to take care of myself at a very young age for just this situation. No, for real, because, like, my mom taught me, you know, how to cook and everything, too. Mm -hmm. So, like, one of the things that I tried to um, impress on the kids was uh, a self-reliance. Yeah. And, you know, I... Raising my stepkids and my son... You know, all at the same time. Well, my son on the weekends, you know, he lives with his mom. Whenever, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I pick him up during the weekends. But I always taught them, like, look, you know, this is this is um, how to how to make breakfast, you know. And so yeah. I, I would, at the time, it'd be like egos or something like that. Yeah, it's really simple. Yeah, yeah, so that, you know, you put it in the toaster. Toaster's always going to be set for this. Mm-hmm. So you just push it down, wait for it to pop up. You get a plate and all this stuff. This is how to make ramen or this is how to do yeah. hot pockets. Yep. Or whatever, and then when they got, I think, twelve years old, mm-hmm. come here. I'm going to show you how to do laundry, and bring your bring your laundry over here, mm-hmm. and I'm going to show you how to do it. So, and they're like, "Well, you know, you're our parents. Why aren't you doing this?" Is like because we're not always going to be around, and you're going to need clean clothes, and you shouldn't have to wait for us in order to do it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, we would still do the kids' laundry from time to time. Like, be like, "Hey, we're bring it over here. We're doing a bunch of laundry. We'll take we'll take care of it. Don't worry about yeah. it." But if it was ever, like, if they were working, if they needed to do laundry at whatever time of night, um, you know, this is how to do it. So this way you can do it right way. You don't mess up your clothes or nothing like that. So taught them to be self-reliant. And now the kids that I had a hand in raising in that style, they're all very successful. Mm -hmm. You know, my my son is uh, 11 years at his job. Um, My stepdaughter, she just married... um, this one gentleman, he's very heavy, heavily involved in the church. It was a you know beautiful wedding. Um, he seems like a really good kid. So mm-hmm. you know, and then my stepson, from what I understand, he's managing some uh, hotels downtown. So nice. okay, great worth e- work ethic. They've always had that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter what they do, they're always successful. I'm very proud of that. And um, my my new stepdaughter, she just had a baby. Mm-hmm. She's going to school. She's getting ready to graduate in 
um, I think October, December, or something like that. I don't remember exactly. Sandra's the one been dealing with that. So yeah, fair but enough. but she was telling me like you know she's she's on the on the list like top of the class and all this stuff whatever. Yeah. And I was like, see, like I know. I know the kids are capable of so much more. Like, mm-hmm. not, my stepdaughter, not because she has my genes, but because she has Sandra's genes. And yeah. Sandra is such an incredible freaking woman. Like, I've never met anyone like, and that's the reason why I'm so, like, you know, I talk about her all the time. I post about her all the time. I've never met somebody so freaking incredible as her. Yeah. For somebody to make me laugh the way that she can make me laugh, Yeah. no other woman has been able to do that. Like, even professional comedians can't make me laugh as hard as Sandra can. Yeah. And um, it's it's freaking awesome, and I, and I tell her all the time, you know, because she'll she'll every now and then she gets a little insecure, and she'll be like, you know, do you still love me? I was like, I've loved you since the first time I saw you. Is I can, I've loved you more ever yeah. since. I said I will love you in this universe and every other universe, and yeah. And it's weird because people think like, oh, you got that from that TV show, whatever. It's like, no, look, I, I've told her that for years. Yeah, already, like, and she knows, you know. When she feels a little insecure, I was like, "What? What do you, what do you need me to do in order to show you that I'm not going anywhere?" It's like I chased after you for twenty freaking years. Like my ex found a picture that I had of Sandra one time when she was cleaning mm-hmm. when we first got married. <laughs> she asked me, "Who's this person?" I was like, "Oh, that's that's Sandra, or whatever." I was like, "Well, why do you have your?" Why do you have her picture? Like, shouldn't it be with all the other ones, you know, from, from my past? Oh, boy. And, and I was like, well, I was like, because, you know, I'm very, I'm very um, focused on the truth. You know, I, so I told her, do you want the truth or do you want me to sugarcoat it? She's like, I want the truth. I was like, this is Sandra. It's like, she's my ex-girlfriend. And I will probably never love anybody the same way that I love her. And ever since then, the ex has hated Sandra. So then when we showed up at the wedding together, yeah. <laughs> she she knew who it was right away. <laughs> now, would, it, would it be safe to say that Sandra was your first love? No. Um, no, she's as, not. I mean, the first honest, like kind of pure, like what I would consider a real love, yes. But... Would I say like she's the first woman that I or first female that I told that I loved her? No, no, because back then I didn't really know what love was. I was very confused as far as what infatuation is or what, yeah, you know, um, a crush or whatever. Yeah, when like you're that. when you're 15 years old, you don't know what you know. The hormones are all over the place; they're off the charts, and you don't know. Okay, yeah, everything. What's when wrong you're with a kid, me? everything is pure love. Everything is true love. You know, there there's no. You're not going to half-ass it when, no. you, when it comes to that when you're a kid. And that's what that's what makes that first breakup so visceral, you know? And so, like, just it, it hurts so deeply because you have no scar tissue. So, you know, you, you have to go through that first breakup yeah. in order to really understand what real relationships are about. Well, I don't know, because my first breakup, she left for the Navy. When we, we we just finished high school, she left for the navy, and she said, "Okay, bye." And I'm, I remember watching her leave, going, "So are we broken up or what the?" I, I total confusion. And then she wrote <laughs> he wrote me a letter, saying that, uh, "I don't know when I'm going to come back home to see everybody, so I think we should break up." I'm like, "All right, that's fine." <laughs> I left for the army, 
that same that same year and we both came home for christmas and we both saw each other and i'm like so are we broken up i, mean, I know we're in different branches of the military yeah you know we're not going to be able to be stationed together that's just not going to happen and she's like well you know i like you she never told me she loved her that she loved me and i never told her i loved her either because it wasn't there wasn't love there it was just it was the first girlfriend. It was the first everything. For me, it was. First everything. First kiss. First girlfriend. She took my virginity. She stole it from me. Don't that dirty that, girl. That, bitch. that dirty witch. <laughs> no, no, no. But the the first real breakup was my second girlfriend, Christina, mm. who I fucking was. I still love this girl. She is one of my best friends now. She and I are so, she's, she's married. She's got a daughter. She, I mean, I couldn't be happier for her. But I was just so in love with this girl, and she was so in love with me. It just didn't work, and yeah. it took me a long time to get over that one. Now, there was this girl in school that I was totally, like, I would say, like, it was an infatuation. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, like, like she was just so pretty. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you look at her, and it was that kind of slow motion, you know, kind of... You hear a song going in the background. Exactly that type of shit. Yep, yep. And she was, she was so like just. And I I don't know if like, I have a thing for girls with like mental issues or something. (laughs) Fuck. But she was like, like very like disturbed. You know, like I know she had like a, a bunch of family issues at home and stuff. And so she just, you know, she developed this, you know, kind of rough exterior. Mm -hmm. But then like in her head, like she was kind of messed up. But like physically she was gorgeous you yeah know? and then you know it went from her and then there was another girl and then she you know again daddy issues and then the next one yep. you know like it was just i don't know i i know we all have some kind of thing going there's really nobody that's not completely screwed up we all have baggage in some kind of way yeah, yeah we, we all have baggage and um like I said, I don't know if I just have something with, you know, being attracted to girls with, like, daddy issues or something. But. See, my thing is I've always been a sucker for redheads. I've never dated. Oh, I've yeah, yeah. never dated a redhead. But I'll tell you what. That's. I, I know Becky Lynch is not a real redhead. But when she's on point with that accent, oh, I melt in my chair every time she comes out and cuts a promo. I'm like, God, I fucking love this girl. <laughs> for real, dude. Fuck they're... Seth Rollins. I hate that motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, was the name uh, uh, Cody? Isn't that his real name? Co- Cody Rhodes? No, no. Co- isn't Seth Rollins' real name like Cody or something? I could give two fucks. <laughs> I know Becky's real name, Rebecca Quinn. I know that only because, you know, she. Does it, does it put his real name on there? Colby. Colby. There you oh, go. Oh, God. Such a millennial That's name. That's even too. worse. Oh. <laughs> oh, his last name is Lopez? He's Hispanic? Yeah, yeah, he's Hispanic. Oh, I did not know that. He doesn't look hispanic he looks like he's more like european like maybe he's spanish like from spain i don't know but i, don't I know either. like I said, See, there's my girl right there in the bottom right there becky lynch i don't know dude like ever since kathy kelly came back no nah, i've never been a fan of kathy kelly well no one asked you <laughs> now oscar on the other hand Oscar's pretty like well without her makeup and all that uh oh she's even prettier without the makeup eo sky um eo shirai mm. Dude, she was freaking gorgeous. Or as uh, your assistant would say, mm. 
Yeah, he 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 never really uh, got into that for some reason. <laughs> well, which part? The assistant part? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've been playing catch up on the podcast. He's like, God damn it, I'm the co-host. Like, no, you're not. You're not running the board. <laughs> yeah, he uh um <laughs> honestly, like I said, I do owe a lot to Scuba. Yeah. I give him a lot of shit, but I do owe him a lot. He brought out a lot of you know, he had faith in me. When I didn't even have faith in myself, you know, so... That's usually what you need sometimes, just yeah. for someone else to push you in that right direction. And, like, when I told him I was thinking about starting a podcast, he's like, fuck yeah, you should do it. Yeah. And and the first thing he said was, if you need a guest, let me know. I'll be the I'll, I'll be the first one. Yeah. You know, he he offered to help me out, and he did. He was the first one on. You know, he's he's talked to me about, okay, well, this is what you need to do, and this, and this, and this. It's a, it's a little overwhelming. That's one of the reasons why it's taken me so long to to expand you know yeah. i know um anthony diaz is always on me to get on patreon and to do all these things or whatever yeah. but i'm just like i'm not there yet to where i feel comfortable of, like if someone was to come and explain to me like what i need to do and how to set it up and all that stuff that's a little bit different because yeah. then basically it's like me going to school and learning yeah. how to do all this all this shit right here i figured out how to do by watching videos and trial and error and stuff like that. Like, I've yet to see anybody, um, you know, like like I do with the background music. Yeah, yeah. No one really like does that shit. Like, no one um, has the the same consistent bits that I do or the sound bites or whatever. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm trying to add a little, you know, a little me into this. And, and it's funny you say that because I am not. The biggest fan of podcasts I mean, it's just because it seems like everybody has one so for me to actually listen to your podcast and to be on it that spe- it should speak volumes to you well i appreciate it because you know i'm like oh, i don't want to hear about this dude talk about this and this and that and joe rogan is a good example i can't stand joe rogan he, he annoys <laughs> the fuck out of me you know but, i can't watch every episode that he does but i know. do watch a lot of them mainly because of the guests he has on it's like oh i want to hear what this guy has to say or whatever or i'm like okay well i know this happened during this episode of joe rogan Mm -hmm. which is something that i've been working on on my podcast i want to see how he handles it yeah because he's supposedly the best in the business so let's listen to what he did so i'll listen to that one part and i'll be like okay i get what he did and i make my mental notes or whatever um again like i said there, there are certain podcasts that i listen to one because i enjoy them and two because I I borrow a lot of their ideas yeah. or, or, or different things, whatever, that I can take to, you know, make my podcast an amalgamation of all that to yeah. where I feel like, okay, well, this is more me. Mm-hmm. And then once I get to the point where I can, you know, fully, like, understand everything and, and start, you know, doing video and all this shit, like, that, that then it'll truly be yeah. um, more... I guess by then I'll be more motivated to to do the the Patreon and all that stuff. Yeah. Just I really don't want to be responsible to anybody. Well, like, see, my thing about the Patreon and anything like that is that you get paid for the time that you're putting into it. You want to be compensated. I mean, I'm not saying you're gonna make millions of dollars doing this. Maybe one day, but you know, you always think small and work big. You know, you well, make you make so much money a month, and then you try to you. Pr- you promote the brand. You put yourself out there. It and Rome wasn't built in the day. I get that. But, you know, my thing, too, is that if I'm doing something like this, I would like to be compensated properly. 
And for you, it makes sense to do, I, I, I haven't seen your demographics or anything like that, but I'm pretty sure that you've, you know, I, I always see that, oh, on Facebook, oh, the next the next episode of the uh, Psycho Corn podcast has dropped. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But, oh, you're pulling up the analytics right now. Yeah, okay, cool. my analytics. Yeah, see? So this is, this is my audience. Well, of you course, 95% of that is the U.S., which is what you want. And then 4% is the pervy Germans. We will ask the questions here. Then uh, Brazil, Italy, Mexico, UK, India, Netherlands, Canada, Norway, Ireland, Philippines, Egypt, and France. Those are some pretty strong countries to have a fan base in, though. And then uh, 68% male, 25% non-specified. 5.9% female and 0% non-binary. So um, I hate we live in a world like this right now. You're a male or you're a f- I know it's my opinion. I'm old, but you're a male or you're a female. There shouldn't be non-binary <laughs> or non-specific. Well, you know what? Like, Unless you identify as a meat popsicle, then that's okay. <laughs> I, uh, like I said, whatever you want to be called, I don't care. Don't affect me. Like, But don't try to say like, okay, well, you're a cis male. Like, no, I'm I'm just a man. Yeah, that's all. Like, don't tell me like, you you want me to play along with your thing? Okay, that's fine. Like that that's your gender identity. That's your truth. I'll go along with it. I'll call you whatever the fuck you want to be called, but don't try to put that shit on me. And I've been lucky that you know I was raised you know yes sir no sir yes ma'am no ma'am. I've been lucky when I you know I'm out I'm out at like a restaurant or somewhere. Oh, thank you, ma'am. Yeah, never had anybody identify as whatever i'm gonna call you ma'am because that's what you are i understand that you're offended but i'm not offended by it like i've done it before where um i didn't realize it at the time but um you know very um masculine looking female yeah but i still said thank you ma'am and then i went oh i'm sorry i didn't mean to and she goes don't worry about it you know because she's like i know that you're not saying it like with malice no, or you're, you're, any ill will whatever it's just an honest mistake you're being you're being genuine in yeah. what you're trying to do and I get, yeah i get that that's that's cool but for those people who get offended for every little thing whatever i don't think like if, if your first thing is to to get hostile and all that like you, you need to work on yourself because there's a lot of people who just don't know they just need yeah. to be educated a little bit and a little um courtesy and compassion will go a long way yeah but and people always want to blame Gen, Gen Xers are evil. The, it's all their fault. I'm like, no, I'm going to go against the grain of what I'm about to say. It's Gen X's fault because they raise these little fuckers. <laughs> it's their fault that these kids are the way they are. And even some of the millennials, too, you know. Well, I've, I've heard the argument like, well, well, these kids, you know, have it easier than we did. Like, just, isn't that what the isn't that what we're supposed to do is make it easier for our kids? I don't think they have it easier. They have so much more things going on in the world. Like the internet, social media, they can be attacked by all fronts. No, but I mean, as far as like, they're not living through the Dust Bowl. You know what I mean? They're not living through the Great Depression. They're not yeah, having to, 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 you know, go and search for food or maybe hopefully just, you know, um, uh, work some hours so they can get a few, you know, a few cents to get a loaf of bread. Yeah. I mean, things are, things are way better than, than they have been. And, that's why, like I said, I want my kids to not have to struggle like yeah. I did. So that's why I'm trying to, you know, do things that I do so I can leave that legacy for them to where yeah. their their life is just a little bit easier. 
like I said, I don't understand what people are saying. Like, well, you know, we did this and we did that. Yeah, it's great, but that's in the past. Yeah. You know, like, like, do you want your little kid to have to grow up like that? Because I sure as hell don't. And not only that, but this generation is more desensitized to national tragedies. Like, when you, you and I are about the same age. We went through... Iran Contra. Yeah, twenty seven. Yeah. We went through um <laughs> Yeah. We went through the Shuttle Challenger explosion. Yeah, I remember that. Um the Oklahoma City bombing, Columbine, nine eleven. Those are just off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure there's yeah. other ones, but we didn't have one every other week. You know, we didn't have school shooting. I mean Columbine I think was the first that I can remember that had a school shooting and it was such a big deal that these and of course I'm going on a whole tangent here, but they tried to blame it on the music. I'm like, no, maybe the kids are just fucking nuts, you know? I you- mean, if if you look at and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about a subject here yeah. that that that's been you know on the mind of a lot of people nowadays. Yeah, the Roman Empire. <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, wh- if, which which one, the WWE version or the real version? The real, <laughs> uh, okay, the the Roman Empire. If you look at all the like great civilizations mm-hmm. that have happened. They've all um, risen and fallen within 500 years, right? Not only that, but they've also fallen from within. Exactly. Yeah. So we're in the middle of that. Of that, where we've already reached the peak of the crescendo. We're on the way down. Yep. So that is the 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 problem that needs a solution is how are we going to stop our country from imploding? From the inside, you know, so we need to, you know, find a way to, to, to figure out what we're going to do. And that's up to the kids and we need to prepare them for that. And that's why, like I said, yeah. things are, you know, are easier, but we need to keep an eye on where we've been so yeah. we don't lose track of that. And not just that, but a big part of the problem, especially lately, and it, I think it started with Obama and then Trump in office is that our elected officials are only about attacking the president who's in office. They don't do anything to help the citizens that elected them to do something. You know, for the entire time Trump was in office, and let me let me point this out: I didn't vote for either one of them. I didn't vote for Hillary or or Trump. I voted for no. The whole thing with Hillary, I couldn't have voted for her anyway because of the things that happened overseas. You know, you know what I'm talking about with the, the troops that passed away and everything. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that I'm like, no, nah, I couldn't do it. But at the same time, you know, these, all they did, and it was on both sides, not just the Democrats, it was also the Republicans. They kept attacking Trump. Oh, he's got coercion. He's, you know, he got help from the Russian government to get in, into office. And for the entire four years he was in office, he got all of this backlash from these people. Meanwhile, Gas prices were the lowest they'd been in a long time. Unemployment was the lowest it had been in like 20 years. The, the economy was thriving. And as soon, as soon as Biden got voted in, what happened? Yeah. Inflation just was like, hit a button. Okay, everything's twice as expensive. Gas went up a dollar almost. So I think our elected officials need to quit fighting with each other and fight for the people that vote them in. That's just my opinion, though. I'm just, you know, I'm not a political person. I don't follow politics all that much. But I do pick up enough to know that, you know, 
And there also should be a cap on how many years you're in Congress. Yeah, there there really should. But you know what? Congress is never going to vote for term limits for themselves because mm -hmm. then that just cuts out on all the kickbacks and money that they can get from all that shit. Um, it would be great if, you know, they just, well, you know, if there's a way to pass that law without getting them involved, you know. But, and also take away the, the whole, you know, if you do... I think what one or two terms, and then you get that money for life. Yeah, like they need to take that shit away. Even the president? No, the Congress. Oh, Congress! I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know that happened. Yeah. Ooh, I did not know that. Yeah. So like, if you're, you know, and they make what, like, almost two hundred thousand a year, something like that. So, yeah, why wouldn't you want that job? Why wouldn't you want to hold on to that as long as and possible? And not just that, but if you're in Congress and you go, you know, you're a lawyer, you're making decent money, you go into Congress making that much money. And you've been in Congress for 10, 15 years, you shouldn't be a millionaire. You're making money elsewhere. And right. people don't talk about that. Like, well, what are you doing behind it's and it's on both sides. I'm not gonna pick on one or the other. Yeah. That's why when people ask me, Oh, are you a Republican or a Democrat? I'm, like, I'm a fucking American. I lean one way towards some things, I lean one way towards other things. I I don't have a specific Yeah, because, because people need to focus their outrage. Either you're with us or against and us. And not only that, but you'll vote on somebody just because of oh they're a Republican, I'll vote for him. Like, yeah. well, what if he doesn't like a certain thing that you like? Yeah. But this person does and he's a Democrat. Now, what see, makes him the bad person? What I'll do, especially, you know, for, for presidential elections, I'll I'll sit there and I'll I'll research um, the people that I know, and I'll write down names. You know, I agree with this person about this thing. I agree with this other person about this thing. Yeah. And when you try to tell people that, they're just like, no, no, I do straight Democrat or I do straight Republican or whatever. I'm all like, that just kind of, yeah, that's dumb. Like, you're you're basically throwing away your votes on Pretty certain much. on certain things. It's like, you know, don't, don't don't do it like that. Or like those people who voted or say, or, you know. I'm going to vote for Hillary just because she's a woman. doesn't matter what her politics are. Oh. Or people are like, I'm just going to vote for Obama because he's, he's black. black. Yeah. Like, I, that kind of shit is, is, to me, you know, I get it. You know, you, you people want to be represented. I, I understand that. But not that woman. I remember that. As much as I didn't like Obama, he, he, was, a, he was a president. He was, yeah, he, he was. He was a very, you know, I don't want to say strong president, but he was very charismatic. And he looked the part. Yeah. So And you'll I, notice his hair was straight black when he first got in. And it was almost all gray when he got out. Well, which yeah, tells you the I mean, level of stress he was under. But no, I remember the day after he got elected, I was at the Pelican on the island playing poker. And this the, the, the election just happened. He had won. This black lady walked in there going, that's right. We got a N-word in the, in, the, in the White House. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, this... Und, you know, don't dignify him by that. You know, yeah. don't don't be. And she's like, now we can be crazy and do what we want to do. I'm like, that's not how that works. Yeah. Uh. Uh. You, obviously, you didn't take the time to you know to learn how this the process works. But you know, that to me just it upset me that there are people out there that are like that. And that was the first time I'd ever really seen it. I'm like, why would you vote for someone just because of the color of their skin or the gender or their religion or whatever the case may be? You know. Yeah, like it, or even I'm gonna vote down the board for all Democrat or all Republican or all Independent or whatever the case. And I think, I think it was George Washington or Thomas Jefferson. I forget which one had said that political parties will ruin this government. And he said it 
back in the 1700s. Because they're they're smart and they see these things coming. Yeah, they knew it was coming. Yeah, and and I don't like I said people like to to shit on the on the founding fathers and and the people who came before us. They're thinking you know like oh they were dumb and they're like no they they had the foresight enough to make the 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 constitution um malleable you know yeah. what i mean to, to to make it to where you can change it to to yeah. make the amendments and whatever but and yes there is a process but it doesn't ignore the fact that some people are are not going to be happy with with everything you no. know so they they put in pro, they put in steps like okay you don't like the way things are going you know you might want to change this in a few years here are the steps to to get it done but that's when and they're like people be like well it, it's so hard to get things done it's like well that's where you know egos and everything for people nowadays yeah. come into play mm-hmm. but you know it shouldn't be like that but i mean things are the way they are because that's the way you know it was set forth but i don't i don't always agree with it and like i said there should be an easier way to make changes if we want to yeah i agreed but they're there for a reason and and was, because they don't want them to be abused and it's also due to interpretation you can interpret it one way by the wording and somebody else will interpret it a different way <laughs> shall and, not be infringed <laughs> yeah exactly and you know i mean i there was a time that i knew every amendment of the constitution yeah. Now I can't. I remember the important ones. I remember the second, and I remember the fifth. That's pretty much <laughs> it. I'm like, you know, if I'm ever in that position, I live in Texas, so Second Amendment lives. So you know, Dude, I plead the fifth. Like, uh, like people don't realize. Like most of the time, I have a freaking, uh, uh, I have a freaking gun on me, mm-hmm. and people like, like, well, I don't see it. You know, it doesn't exactly. Go I was like, exactly. You're not gonna see it. Well, that's the thing, though. It's concealed, not open carry. That's the thing. It's the constitutional carry is a concealed. If I'm not mistaken, it's concealed, not open carry. No, I could, it's just, I could be wrong. It's just carry. It's just carry. Okay. Yeah. So you you have the option, but you know people people will argue. Uh, um, the well, hold on. Transition. <sighs> Sorry, your assistant's not here to do that for you. So I gotta step up my game here. The uh, the the difference between. Concealed and open carry has been debated very heavily ever since, you know, in Texas, as far as uh, uh, they proposed, um, you know, that they, they let or I don't know what they call it, bring back, excuse me, the citizens carrying guns. Yeah. And, and there's really no need there, for it. There's, there's, there's a tactical reason to not show your gun, mm-hmm. but people like, well, my clothing won't always allow for that, so I should be able to carry a gun too. You know, I deserve to protect myself, which which is true. But you you kind of give up, uh, um, you know, that that element of surprise. Yeah. By having your gun show showing, and I've seen it happen. Like you see videos on the internet all the time. Like some guy has his gun out there, and he's like reaching into something to, uh, uh, you know, uh, like a cooler or something to get yeah. out, like an ice cream. Somebody comes behind him and just takes his gun and walks out the door. Like, yeah. like what are you going to do? You're going to try to tackle that guy? He has a gun. Like, I mean, like. See, for me, I think anybody who, if you open carry, you. Oh, yes. Cheers. Cheers. To Texas yeah. gun laws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
That was a bigger shot than the last one. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, uh, but, you know, next time I'm going to mix it. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea. But no, um, my opinion of this stems from when I worked for, <coughs> excuse me, I worked for an armored car company. And I had to carry my weapon. <coughs> excuse me, and I had a tactical, a tactical. Uh, like a level <coughs> two or level three holster? <coughs> yeah, excuse me. Oh, did you see this? She What's kissed that? that girl's Paris Hilton. She kissed that girl's belly thinking she was pregnant, <coughs> but she was really just fat. <coughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's funny. <coughs> Damn, that went down kind of harsh. <coughs> but no, whenever I would do that, yeah, <laughs> my voice is gone now. <laughs> but no, whenever I would go and do my job, People, when they saw my weapon, he would think it would deter. Oh, I'm not. Gonna, oh, that's funny. They would not mess with you, but when they saw your weapon, they wanted to mess with you even more. And that's my thing about the open carry is like you know it's going to cause more problems than fixing them. I don't know. To me, <laughs> I've always been more. Uh, um, you know, people people say like. Um, I, w I don't want to carry a gun because then I'd be more inclined to like, like I'll, I'll, I'll be like, Oh, you don't want to give me a gun because I'll, you know, wind up shooting somebody or whatever. <clears throat> well then, I'll, okay. Well then you shouldn't have a gun. Yeah. Well, why not? Like, well, you just said like, you'd be more inclined <clears throat> to like, for me, when, when I first started carrying a gun, dude, I was so afraid of having to use it mm -hmm. that if somebody came up and just like bitch slap me, I'd just, turn around and walk the other way that's the reason why i don't carry mine <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm not gonna fucking uh um you know do anything i'm not gonna start a fight i'm not gonna you know shoot somebody just because they did whatever unless i'm i'm like seriously like feel my life is threatened mm -hmm. i'm not gonna do anything like i said i just want that peace of mind in case something happens yeah but i pray to god that it never does I pray to multiple gods. I pray. To <laughs> I just pray to the uh, the sacred scrolls of the Jedi Jedi Order. <laughs> right. Um, now we did the transition. We were talking about scuba earlier. I have a funny story about Mister Scuba, aka. Oh, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> um, I've known Scuba for twenty years. This year, I've known him when he was working at O'Malley's is when I first met him through some of my friends, Jim and Bob and Ruben and all them. And um, I was home on emergency leave because my mom was in the hospital. She had cancer, which she ultimately passed away that saint while I was here, which is the reason why I was here is because of the Red Cross and all. That's a whole different story. I needed to go out and kind of unwind and the now I was like go out with your friends go have this is back when she was cool yeah I don't know what the fuck happened but uh we we went out to O'Malley's and I met Scuba There's and um here. oh there is oh cool um we go to O'Malley's and I and they introduced me to Scuba <laughs> and I've told him the story before so he'll get a kick out of it I remember we were we were doing our thing we were having drinks and when we left I'm like who was that guy again? Like, it's, <laughs> that's Scuba Steve. I'm like, he's kind of an arrogant prick. <laughs> My first impression of Scuba was like, 
ugh, I don't like this guy. He seems so arrogant and cocky. Now, 20 years have passed. Do I still think he's an arrogant, cocky prick? Yes, oh, I do. Yeah. But he's my arrogant, <laughs> cocky prick. And I have always been very loyal to Scuba. Every every bar he's bartended at, or not bartended, but um, worked at. Did, yeah, worked at. I've been there. Um, I Size Baby has been on tour in Corpus. And for those that don't know, whenever I do karaoke, I always do, as he likes to call it, the white boy anthem, <laughs> I Size Baby. And I do it every time I go out. And there are times when I don't feel like doing it. Well, you're going to fucking do it. I don't give a shit. And he'll fucking put me on. I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> I am not feeling that song right now. <laughs> now, see, Scuba and I, we have a lot of uh, uh, mutual friends in common. Mm -hmm. So one of the ways, or the way that I met him was through them, you know? Yeah. So... I think I had met him like in passing, like we shook hands, whatever, and added each other on Facebook. But then we really didn't have any kind of contact yeah. with each other. And then the things went down with the ex. Uh, uh, yep. And he was the he was one of the one of the first and only ones to um, call <laughs> and check on me. Yeah. Like, like, how are you doing? Do you need anything? You know, like, yeah, like he was genuinely concerned about me. And I never, I never forgot about that. And to me, I was that that meant a lot. And I always told him like, "Hey, you know, you were there for me when I needed it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you need anything, I'll be there for you. Or if not, you know, I'll find a way to get my son, and he can stand in for me." Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. But um, you know, so th that meant a lot, and and it doesn't go unrecognized when people do that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so I've learned to keep those people close, and so yeah. you know. My best friend Jesse, same way, you know, he was, you know, the the main one that um, I, I called him up and I was like, hey, this is what happened. And he goes, okay, we'll come by, uh, pick me up. We'll go to my sister. She's out of town. You can stay at her apartment until we figure out what to do. And no, no questions asked. Just, okay, come get me and, and, and let's, let's, you know, make sure you're taken care of. So, like I said, it was... Uh, um, the, those those are the two main ones that I'm just like okay well whatever mm. they need if I could do it I will do it yeah. you know um, Jesse I've known for for the whole of my relationship like three days after I was married like he was there at the apartment and we've kind of been inseparable since you know he, I I don't really consider him a friend he's <laughs> like he's just like my brother yeah and. Uh, you know, I've given him an, uh, a knife that was worth like like three thousand dollars. Holy shit! Um, just because it's like I wanted him to have it, you know. Oh shit! I love Oscar. She's so fucking. Sexy. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's what you get. And see, it's funny because when I met him at O'Malley, I was like, yeah, whatever. And then I moved back to Corpus, and um, I found out he worked at Casey's place, and that is where the friendship with me and Scuba really grew was because of that. And you gotta remember, this is when it was big Scuba. Scuba was a big dude back yeah. then. He's lost a lot of weight, and I'm very impressed by what he's, 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 you know, whatever he's doing, it's working. I need to do that. But it was just, we just had such a blast. It, Casey's Place is probably the, the bar that I've had the most fun in ever. I've only I only went there I think once, and it was to because a friend of mine wanted to do karaoke and the mm -hmm. ex was very, you know, anti karaoke. She didn't want to 
you know, she was one of those people where, um, like, hey, we're meeting up to, to go do karaoke. I don't want to do that. Let's go over here. I'm like, so she, you expect everyone to change all of their plans. Because of one person. Yeah, because of, because of you. Like, do you really think you're that important to, well, then I'm not going. I'm like. <laughs> Wrong answer. <laughs> so when, uh, um, you know, when we got divorced and the the, the brother, brother-in-law, former brother-in-law, whatever I want to call him. Uh, was inviting to go out to go do karaoke. I was like, hell yeah, let's go. So I started doing it, and we started having fun and all this. And, and then he'd be like, well, hey, how come y'all never wanted to go out before? And I'm all like, well, because we couldn't because of the ball, ball and chain, you know? <laughs> Fuck. And he's like, man, like, you know, <clears throat> it sucks because we would have had a lot of fun. I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, you know. Can't, you can't you can't make her do something. Yeah, you know? I can't change it now, but, you know. But now, now Sandra, on the other hand, Sandra will, if it's something important, she will go with me. Yeah. But for the most part, she goes, that's your thing. You're the social butterfly. Go do that. Yeah. She goes, but just have, you know, have fun. Don't get drunk. Come home. And see, <laughs> with the girl that I'm talking to now, Stephanie, like I said, I've known her since we were teenagers and just the timing hasn't been right. And it's funny because we're talking about trying to have a relationship now and I'm fixing to move in like a month. Just temporarily, of course, but she, she's the kind of person that she knows that I have a social life. She understands that, but she also knows that I don't drink the way that I used to. I'm not in my 20s anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm in my late 40s, and and you can attest to this too, and even Scuba can. When you reach a certain point, your body doesn't recover as quickly. Right. And even if I take it light and only have a, because the Molly's, they have those big ass fucking mugs. I could do two or three of those and I'm okay. Cause, but I don't sit there and chug them. I sit there and I enjoy the beer. I, I'm the kind of guy that I want to enjoy my drink. I don't, I don't drink to get, to get drunk. I drink to have a good time. Yeah. And I've always been like that. Just in the Navy, it was more like, okay, let's see how high I can run my tab this week. You know? <laughs> Which yeah, luckily I've done that before. I didn't really ever have a high tab because you would get you'd find people in the bar or the club that oh you're in the military let me buy you a drink okay you know I'm not gonna say no to a free drink exactly. I'm sorry I'm such a whore I don't care you know especially when back in when I was in the Navy in San Diego which is a fucking military town to begin with and you look like you could be Tom fucking Cruise if he was a foot taller with the crew cut that I had at the time. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say no to a pretty girl that goes, oh, you're in the military. Can I buy you a drink? Fuck yeah, you can. Make it too. Shit, let's, fucking <laughs> like, have a, let's have a fucking good time. Let's do it. But as I've gotten older, I've realized that, and I've only been drunk to the point where I passed out twice in my life. Really? And I have a picture of one of them. Because my, <laughs> because my friend took a picture i have the picture i actually found it yesterday going through some of my stuff i found it i need to take a picture of it and put it on my facebook because it's me passed out in her bathroom <laughs> and it was a going away gift that's, she gave me when i left the command she's like yo here this is a reminder funny, to eat before you go out because that night i went on an empty stomach and drank dude yeah that'll 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 do it well see the thing was i just i had just broken up with my girlfriend she had broken up with me because she was dating a friend of mine so like that hit me kind of hard. It was New Year's Eve, and it was at the bar we went to. It was dollar beer, and dollar kamikaze shots. Yeah, so I was double do fisting all fucking night. That'll do it. Last time I remember going out with my buddy, we went to some Tejano bar, 
They had 25 cent tequila night. Oh, shit. Dude, he had a stack of shot glasses. <clears throat> you know, like a mountain. Of, yep. Like they had to go and take a uh, take him up a couple times because they were out of freaking uh, shot glasses behind the bar. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we got fucked up that night. And then like when we used to go to like 54, we'd walk in. Like Club 54? Yeah. Oh. Dude, we used to walk in. Oh, and, man. Um, you know the the when right when you walk up there was a bartender right there. Yeah. Well, I knew that guy, right? So yeah, he would uh he would be like, hey man, here here here, try this because he knew what I what I got. I always had got a bourbon and coke. He goes, here man, try this. Tell me what you think. So I taste it and I'd be like, oh my god, dude. I was like, fuck. I can still taste the coke. And he'd be like, all right, cool, I got you. Who said you fucking put more bourbon? <laughs> fuck. And. Dude, I got like ten ten dollars and quarters. I'd be fucked up. Dude, you could walk in the clip fifty four with twenty bucks and walk out fucked up. Yeah, so like, I was very paranoid. I never wanted to be, um, what to call it, uh, um, like out of control. No, mm-hmm. you know, I never yeah. wanted to to be stupid or look stupid or whatever. Yeah. Till one night, it was my birthday. That's usually how it starts. Yeah. For for some reason, my cup would not go empty. Yeah, that's, that's the way it should be. Was it, was it your and, 21st uh, birthday? No, it was like maybe 22nd or 23rd okay, or something fair enough. like that. So I uh, um, I just remember being in the back of my friend's car and feeling the world fucking spinning. <laughs> and then I was all like, maybe I just need some air. So I freaking rolled down the window. And it was one of those windows that would only go down halfway. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I put, I put my chin on top of the glass like that and then the wind hit me and i'm like oh that feels so much feels that cold air felt good so huh? much and yeah then, <laughs> and then it that my buddy said it was like all smeared down the side of the car because <laughs> we were on the freeway <laughs> <laughs> so like the next day i went i went back and i freaking washed out the car and he's like man you're lucky none of it got on the inside or whatever and i was like well i was trying really hard not to and <laughs> Telling that story, um, I'll elaborate on the story with the, uh, the the dollar beer and dollar kamikazes. Because, like I said, I the girlfriend I was with broke up with me for a friend of mine who, yeah, I still have not talked to him since that day. Um, was double fisted all fucking night. It was New Year's Eve, so they had champagne and everything, and I'm I'm drinking to get fucked up because I'm I'm trying to swallow all of the. She's so sexy. Um, swallow. <laughs> sorry, uh, he's pulling up uh, Haley. Steinfeld? Is that her name? How do you, how you say your name? Steinfeld, yeah, my celebrity crush. Oh, I have so many. I can't even name them all. But <clears throat> it got to the point where I'm sitting at I'm sitting at a table and I was so drunk that my head felt like it weighed hundred pounds. So I couldn't oh, yeah, I couldn't keep there. it up. I couldn't keep it upright. Well they I'm, got pills for that. Oh, you mean keep it the, No, I don't have I don't have that. I don't give a fuck how old I am. I can get a fucking heart on no problem. The wind blow is just right. Fucking tripod. Um <laughs> Ladies, ladies, sorry, I am a taken man now. Sorry, uh, I'm a one woman man. I've always be that way. No, um, I look at my buddy. And I'm like, I can't keep my head up straight. And even though I'm drunk as shit, I reach into my pocket and I grab my keys and I'm like, here, take my keys. Says, I can't drive. Like <laughs> I was coherent enough to know I couldn't drive, but I wasn't going to try. Right. So. I was with my Navy buddies. I was with uh, Dan, Dave, and Jessica. Nobody knows who they are, and that's fine. We They're like, well, we need to get you some food in you because you're fucked up. I'm like, that's fine, whatever. So for the first time in my life, I sat in the backseat of my own fucking car, <laughs> which 
That is so like. And I'm not a little dude. And at the time, I drove a '99 Ford Escort, and I'm in the back seat of my own car, which I should have been riding fucking shotgun. I'm still pissed about that to this day. We go to IHOP. They give us the big round table yeah. in the corner. Now, they put me in the middle, which was fucking stupid. Yeah. Like everybody's around me, and I'm like, even in my drunk state, shouldn't I be on the end in case I got a puke? And they're like, no, no, you'll be fine. Just eat something. And my friend's like, okay, we'll, we'll order. And they order the food, and I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, meh. And the smell of the food is starting to get to me. Because, you know, when you're drunk, the smell of anything could just make you, yeah. Woof. And my friend's like, no, no, once we get pancakes in you, you'll be fine. That one on the red right there. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, She's like, no, 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 once we get some food in you, some pancakes to soak up that alcohol, you'll be fine. I'm like, all right, fine, whatever, whatever. And finally, I get somebody had ordered eggs the table next to us, and I, the the smell hit me, and I went, "Whoa, nope, I gotta go." And they couldn't get out of the freaking thing quick enough. I'm staggering to the bathroom. Our waitress comes with this big ass fucking tray that was our food, and she's like, "Hello, sir, can I help you with something?" And I looked at her, and now keep in mind i had to be told this story later because i don't remember it happening <laughs> that's how fucked up i was i don't remember doing it um i'm like looked at her i smiled and then it happened Ooh. spewed all all the alcohol all on an empty stomach so there was no food it was all just bile infested booze all over her all over <laughs> The food. the food that it was ours and i walk and i don't even apologize I, i'll walk right by her i go to the bathroom and i puke in a urinal i don't even puke in the shitter i puke in a urinal i come out and the waitress is still standing there covered in my puke holding the tray and i walk over going man that would suck if that was our food and they're like that was our food <laughs> so my friend jessica made me she took my wallet out of my back pocket and she made me pay for the food well, I'm like, that's, uh, that, that's fair that's fair it is but at the same time like who was it that that got you drunk it was me it was oh. me it was, it was on me they, well, then yeah don't be a dick now, <laughs> now but at the same time they should have had enough sense to, to cut me off early because they knew the the trauma i was going through <laughs> so they weren't being very good shipmates they weren't watching out for my well being. No, they were being no, they weren't watching out for your well being, but they were being good shipmates in that they were laughing at you. <laughs> okay, fair. No, 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 no. They didn't they didn't laugh until the next day when I could laugh about it. Now we're driving to my friend Jessica's apartment, who lived not too far from the bar. I'm in the back seat with the like you said, the window down, and my Ford Escort had the same thing. It rolled down halfway. So I have my head out and I'm still puking. And then I start crying <laughs> because of the breakup. Why can't I meet a good girl that wants to love me for who I am? You know, just, just, just crying over spilled milk. <laughs> so my friend Jessica puts me in her bathroom and there was a spot. And again, this is back when I was thinner. She puts me in a spot in between the bathtub and the shitter, gives me a blanket and a glass of water and I pass out. Well, my friend Jessica liked to photograph people. She she was a photographer. She loved to do it. I didn't know she did this until I was leaving the command a couple months, uh, the, the following year. She gave me a picture, a framed picture of me 
tore up from the floor up, passed out in her bathroom, just mouth mouth wide open, passed out. And she's like, this should be a reminder to you to never drink on an empty stomach. And lo and behold, every time I go out to drink, if I haven't eaten anything, I'll at least eat a couple pieces of bread. Just because <laughs> I know the bread will soak it up. Lesson fucking learned. Dude, yeah. Like I said, I've been there before, too. Ooh. There have been times where I've had to make myself throw up just so I could keep drinking. <laughs> Puke and rally? <laughs> so, like, uh, we were having a, a New Year's party. Uh-huh. And this is when I was at the other house. And, um, you know, guests had just showed up. It was maybe about 11, 11.30. Mm-hmm. And I, was already, I had been drinking since 7. Yeah. So I was all like, mm, I should go take care of this right now. <laughs> so I wanted to, you know, I was, I was, I wasn't completely like trashed, but yeah. I was almost there yep. to where I was all like, I got a little bit, like a few minutes left of uh, a clarity yeah. before the, the drunkenness kicks in. So I went into, you know, the, the, the master bedroom, went into the bathroom and uh, opened up the toilet. And I just looked at it, <laughs> and then, and yep. dude, man, okay, I must have cleared out my stomach pretty fucking good, because after that, I felt phenomenal. <laughs> so I went out, and I got some food. I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and get a little bit of food in me. And um, then, you know, after I ate, let my stomach settle down a bit, mm-hmm. and then I just started drinking again. Yep. And I was able to stay up till like, 4 Something like that, four or five, till yeah. people, you know, like, like the last person left, I think like at 3.30, 4 o'clock around there. And I told everybody, like, in a, um, I was like, and remember, guys, if you get pulled over, I was at my grandma's house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And see, it's funny because I know when I was single in San Diego, because I was married for a good part of San Diego. But when I was single and I would go out, because San Diego is a Navy town. I worked with aviators. Or pilots, for those that don't know. But I had a very, very military-type haircut, but I kind of like how it is now, mm-hmm. but it was faded a little bit higher. It looked, it looked more like a high-end type, but I had a lot more on top. Right. So people knew you're military. And girls would walk up to me and go, oh, my God, are you in the military? I'm like, yeah. Are you an aviator? And I've seen Top Gun. I know how this works. I'm like, <laughs> well, of course I am. Of course, I mean, I'm not going to take them on a fucking flight in a fucking F-14. Yeah. back Or at, at that time, it was F-18s. And I'm like, well, yes, I am. Oh, my God. Let's have some drinks. Because they had one thing on their mind. They wanted to hook up with an aviator. And I took full advantage of that. <laughs> and if you, if you are out there judging me right now, you would do the same fucking thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I love Texas women. I really do. But I have a friend of mine who lives in San Diego. Holly, if you ever get to hear this, I fucking love you to death. I would love to hear from you again. But women like that, and Holly's not like that, obviously, but there are women out there that just want to hook up with you because you're in the military. Yeah. Which I found out later on was my (laughs) ex-wife. Funny how ironic that is. But no, there are women out there, if you're in the military in general. That's what you get. Yeah, you punishment, motherfucker. Yeah, you reap what you sow. But no. And even when, even every every place that I got to go to, Chicago, when I was in uh, advanced training, when I went to weather school in Biloxi, L- I was stationed in L.A. for two and a half years. It was worse there, which yeah. shocked me. But I never told them I worked. I was in the military because I was just telling them I worked for the government. Yeah. Which technically I wasn't lying. 
No, no. And, and you know, you'd be surprised. Like, when people ask what I do for a living, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I work on helicopters. And they'd be like, <laughs> not really. Real? What do you do? Like, and they'd yeah. be like, for real. Like, like, no, for real. I work on helicopters. Yeah. And they're like, well, where? I was like, I work on base. And like, well, say you work on base. I was like, well, I don't. It's the same shit. I don't just work on base. I work on helicopters. Yeah. That's my, that is my job is I work, I, you know, um, I take the helicopter components and I um, examine and evaluate them. I repair them if possible. If not, then we take steps to order new ones. It's like, what do you want me to say? It's like, I work on fucking motor or uh, helicopters or whatever. And um, some people, you know, they, they're like, oh, that's cool. And other people like, well, tell me more. Tell me like, why well, can't? Because it's not how shit works out there. Like we, you know, we, they're, they're, we're not a, a secret organization, but we were told you don't Never talk about yeah, you don't talk about no and i get like, that i totally get that so you know as um, as much as people you know try to complain about you know the kind of training that we have to take at work i take that shit i don't want to say seriously but i absorb what they're saying yeah and where i mean like other people have been taken advantage of by like all the scams and shit that are yeah. out there mm. and i've yet to be like like one girl she got hit for $500 um, because they they were able to to scam her, and I'm all like, when I was talking to her about it, I'm yeah. all like, this is li- literally what we have training on the exact same scenario. Yep. How could you fall for this? Well, I don't know. They they seem to know all you know like that. I was expecting a package or whatever. I'm all like, most people are going to be expecting a package because everything is ordered online nowadays. Yep, said, so it's true. You know she. I don't know. Like I said, I was just like, man, you're dumb. I was like, you, <laughs> like you deserve to have your shit stolen. You like, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, she was able to cancel her credit card and all that stuff, but not Still. before she lost five hundred dollars out of it. So sometimes you have to learn the hard way. Or it wasn't a credit card; it was her debit card. But even then, you know, and I get that because whenever I would tell people after I was done with my training that I worked in weather, they would all do the same thing. They would put their finger in their mouth. Throw it in the air and go. Oh, the wind's coming out of this direction. Like you're a fucking asshole. You know that. Mm-hmm. That's not how this. That's not how the weather shit works. Yeah. Weather is an educated guess. It really is. It's and that's why people talk shit about Dale Nelson on Channel C. Oh, dead wrong, Dale. He's always wrong. I'm like, you do understand that he's predicting the future, right? Like he's looking at propagations of weather and trying to figure out, okay, where is it going to move based on the model, the forecasted models. Yeah. It's not always accurate. You know, it's a fucking chess game. And that's why it pisses me out. Oh, fucking weather. Weatherman's always wrong. You go do it. Yeah. You know, at least I have the training to tell you that, you know what? I'm not going to be right. Every- it's the only job you can have where you can't get fired for being wrong. <laughs> Straight up. And people are like, oh, you know, like, motherfucker, fuck you. You know, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And Honestly, I wish I could have done something like that when I was in the military. Like, I, I was unit supply, and I only did that because my mom didn't want me to go into combat. So she was like, I want you to have something in administration or whatever. So when I told the guy what I was looking for, and so he goes, okay, well, <coughs> there's this 92 Yankee, which is, you know, unit supply specialist. Yeah. So I was like, I guess it sounds, you know, all right. And they had a uh, sign-up bonus at the time and all that. So oh, nice. I, uh, so I went through basic and AIT, and I got to Fort Hood, and you know, hoorah! Started doing uh, doing my job, and then I was 
This is a whole other fucking <laughs> podcast. Whatever, yeah. But, um, that is I funny. think we're going to go ahead and start wrapping this up. Do you have any uh, socials that people can follow you on? I mean, uh, yes. There's some stuff that, that we didn't cover. We will cover it on another episode soon. Yes. So. Okay. Um, on Facebook, you can just search up Christopher Fanning, or you can type in The Josh Zodiac. You'll see a picture of me with a pair of aviators, a title belt, and a microphone in my hand. That'll be me. Uh, on my TikTok, I am The Josh Zodiac, all one word. I don't use Instagram, so fuck that. And <laughs> the artist formerly known as Twitter, I only use that for porn, so I'm not giving that fucking out. So, <laughs> yeah, so you can find me on Facebook, and you can find me on TikTok. And, of course, you can follow Recycle Corn on Facebook, Instagram, and the app formerly known as Twitter. Maybe Threads if it's still around. I don't know. Just, <laughs> just Google Recycle Corn and look for the Year of Corn with the headset on the black background. That will be us. It's really that simple. If you want to listen to our previous episodes, you can find those on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and wherever fine podcasts are found. Um, you know, Stitcher went away, so I think they merged with uh, uh, Sirius XM, so you can find those podcasts you used to listen to on Stitcher. You can find those now on Sirius XM. Nice. Um, so uh, if you feel inclined, rate us five stars and leave us a review if you feel we deserve it. It does help out, and we very much appreciate it. If you want to email us a comment or a suggestion, you can reach out to us at RecycleCornPod at gmail.com. Until next time, just know that you are valued and appreciated, and we thank you for listening. So you all have a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you next time. And be good, or be good at it, and take pictures. <laughs>